0: It's time for an episode of Five Favorites on the Imbalanced History
1: of Rock and Roll. I'm Ray Coob. I'm Marcus Goldman.
0: And it's been a while, maybe our first time for the new year, a category of Five Favorites.
1: I'm excited to roll into this one, man. There were so many great influential female singers in the 70s on both sides of the pond all over the world. And... We decided to narrow it down to five favorite American female singers of the 70s. And that too a challenge for myself. I don't know about you, but it was yeah. a challenge for me as
0: well. Yeah, to narrow it down and then think about it for a bit. Oh, wait a minute. What about her or this one? Or oh, I forgot this one. That kept happening.
1: Absolutely, and I know there's going to be at least a dozen that we leave off the list that we absolutely should not leave off the list because there are so many great ones. But I was going back to my childhood at times and the uh, female artists that we listened to a lot in our house and how that carried forward. And then learning about some of the other ones as I got older or hearing some of the other ones in the 70s as well, you know, as we got older. So a lot to choose from.
0: Well, as in the 60s, pop music was en fuego and rock music started to kick in with a lot of women starting to make their mark in the 1970s, Marcus. Hey, this episode of the podcast, as always, brought to you by our friends at Crooked Eye Brewery in the uh, throes of the celebration of 10 years partying right there in Hapro with uh, the cool brews and a cool crew always. A great place to make friends at Crooked Eye Brewery in Hapro, Pennsylvania. And whenever we do an episode of five favorites, we turn our gaze to Vegas. And what kind of an indicator are they giving us on the over-under kind of thing?
1: They said that after having done the algorithms of listening to past episodes, they think that there's a good chance that we could have quite a few in common and they're going with 2.5.
0: Oh, they're splitting it right down the middle. Mm -hmm. Pussies. (laughs) Just kidding, guys. Just kidding. All right. If it's 2.5, I'm going under. I only think we'll have one in common and no matches. Interesting. I am
1: actually going to go over and go with three.
0: Ooh, definite split here in the uh, Vegas section of this episode of Five Favorites. Uh, let's flip that coin you have in your hand there, man. Heads. And heads it is. That means you go first. In this episode of five favorites, American women singers of the 1970s. My number five
1: is a woman that we've talked about many times. Her songs, her band songs have resonated deeply with both of us as well as uh, bazillions of people across the globe. The White Witch. songwriter what a voice her songs connected with so many people at such a deep level her songs from the 70s really connected with a lot of people and i'm talking about stevie nicks at number five amazing
0: hmm it's one of those that i wasn't sure what to do with because i always put her and chrissy together all right i guess we'll see as we roll on all righty ray that means you're number five she and her husband jerry were famous songwriters long before she ever went solo at lou adler's advice and broke out with tapestry i'm talking about my number five feel the earth move for carol king
1: argue with that one she's a musician whose songs and albums have been played in our house
0: forever man
1: absolutely all through the 70s and 80s still here on the radio once in a while and i still play her songs they're amazing all of them
0: my number four is one that me and your dad both love because not only was she a great singer had great songs whatever the source but she was also hot In a pair of hot pants on roller skates, I'm talking about the one and only Linda Ronstadt, number four in my five favorites.
1: are incorrect we actually have a match because my number four is exactly the same An amazing voice. She sang great songs. I mean, when will I be loved? You're no good. Will you love me tomorrow? Heat wave her version of it. That'll be the day. I mean, she just sang great songs and did it well through the 70s. And she was a staple in rock radio. She was a staple on our road trips as well. Her cassettes were played on our car rides. Linda Ronset, my number four also.
0: A double dinger in the early going here on this episode of Five Favorites. Now, does that mean it's time for your number three or mine? My number three. Do tell, sir, at number three, who you got? I've got a woman who
1: was equally, if not more important than many of the men in the 70s CBGB scene. The women made such a huge noise in that movement. and deserve all of the credit that they should get for their part in that whole scene in New York City. Blondie was post-punk before there was post-punk. They were new wave before there was new wave. I mean, they were amazing, and even though they recorded albums in the late 70s, those albums were spun at my house a ton. Debbie Harry, number three, absolutely amazing. What about your number three, Ray? And
0: then we get a break. You got to go back to when Carol King was starting for the beginning of Bonnie Raitt's career. But there through the 1970s, she grew and grew her presence, incredible even though she'd have even bigger commercial success in the late 80s and early 90s in the 70s every album got better incredible songs unbelievable players behind her bonnie ray number three for me And so, I was wrong on one thing, and I might be right on the other. Wrong that we wouldn't have a match there at number four.
1: We matched.
0: Completely. So we got a one going into the break here on this episode of Five Favorites. And you know, it's not easy because even though it's only one decade, the 70s was such a fertile period for music in all genres and areas. And it's really tough to pick just five. It's always good to have the things we know and love so much near at hand. To help us as we forge forward, right?
1: Absolutely. And new beers and good beers from Crooked Eye are a great way to ring in and celebrate.
0: I can see that you see where I'm going, bro.
1: Talking about Crooked
0: Eye Brewery in the heart of Hapro, you got to go in and hear the music, hear the band, feel the band, including the Crooked Eye Band every second Saturday. The brews, yes, but also the Salty Vets Barbecue. So delicious. Those fall off the bone ribs, everything. Matt's got this meatloaf thing he was working on the other night. I'm going in just to have a platter. You know what I'm saying?
1: I know what you're saying.
0: So now you can go in and enjoy the full package, including great music, which you always get when you go in. Follow them on Facebook and stay in touch that way and find out what the latest things that are going on, including the latest brews. I had a couple of those when I was in the other night.
1: Right in the heart of Hatboro Crooked Eye Brewery. And thank you for being a partner of the podcast, The Imbalance History of Rock and Roll.
0: And once again, congratulations to Crooked Eye Brewery celebrating their 10th anniversary here in the month of February. We're celebrating our 5th anniversary with an episode we're calling the 5 and 10 for our 5th and their 10th together. It seems we've been together forever, almost since the beginning with Crooked Eye, right?
1: Yep. Hey, Ray, uh, let's recap your five, Carol King, your number four, Linda Ronstadt, and your number three, Bonnie Raitt.
0: That's right, a double dinger on Linda Ronstadt at four. Your number five was Stevie Nicks, Linda at four, and Debbie Harry at three. And remind me, I was the under at one, and you're at the over at three, right? Correct, Amundo. <laughs> so far if it stands i would extend my short winning streak or would it become a winning streak when you win two in a row i don't know who cares right on an episode of five uh you're number 2
3: sir
1: at number 2 ray i had her records and 45s as a child in the 70s listened to her music continually through the 80s and 90s and even today we've talked about her many times
3: and wasn't it-
1: She has a magnificent voice. Between her Supremes catalog and her solo work in the 70s, she is a force to be reckoned with, one of the greatest. And I'm talking about Diana Ross, a pure, natural, powerful, real-deal vocalist. Just amazing.
0: She'd probably be in my top one, two, three if this was American women singers of the 60s. Uh, But in the 70s, not so much for me, as much as she was. But I get why she's your number two.
1: All righty, Ray, it's time for your number two.
0: When you start talking about Diana, at first I thought you were talking about Aretha. And I thought we were going to have a double-double-dinger. That's right, my number two. The Queen of Soul had an amazing run into the 70s. Think about it. Listen to it. Aretha Franklin.
1: Ray we are at that moment since we are still going at one and one match hmm what is your number one
0: she was just honored at the Grammys putting on an amazing performance a generational shift with her music at the core of it that's what's been going on with Joni Mitchell these last few years
3: Many things I would have done But clouds got in my way
0: After falling ill, she's taken her place where she should have been all along, and eh, sometimes the body gets in the way. Joni Mitchell, the 1970s. Well, we talked about it a little bit on our episode about you know the album's turning 50. She was a dominant force, musically and otherwise, out there in Laurel Canyon. My number one, Joni Mitchell. Amazing.
1: And what she did at the Grammys was absolutely incredible. And what a comeback for her. A superhero, a super queen of rock and roll for sure.
0: You're right. You're right. She's a superhero, Marcus. And you're number one, sir, atop your list of the five favorite American women singers in your world in the 1970s. Her album, Tapestry,
1: was an absolute regular in our house as well. Played all the time. I still love that album. Still play songs from it today. Have never stopped listening to it. Have never stopped listening to Carol King's music. Again, that album, Tapestry, so important to me and my developmental years. And Joni Mitchell sang backing vocals on Will You Love Me Tomorrow. Not only that, you also had a bunch of other albums like Rhymes and Reasons which was another one that my parents really loved and would listen to. She also collaborated with Maurice Sendak in 1975 for the kids album that went with animation called Really Rosie and it is a great album. One that I still adore and one that was uh, fun for us to listen to as kids and still we got that Carole King feel. She's my number one in the 70s. Just amazing.
0: Still is. That's mm-hmm. the cool part. She's still amazing. Yep. So we have two in common. You had three, I had one. Vegas almost hits it on the nose. Yep. And so nobody scores there. So I guess we just kind of take our lumps, enjoy that whole little fun game mm-hmm. as we always play. We always say it's like a, a game show gone to miss, you know, an imbalanced rock and roll game show here whenever we do an episode of five favorites on the podcast. We almost had another one in common with Stevie Nicks. And I was initially putting her together with Chris. And then I realized, oh no, Chris is British. Mm -hmm. The crossing of those, the American and British streams, the thing we talked about in the episode about Fleetwood Mac, that was the chemistry change that made everything so great, but Stevie big one there. And I know you love her too.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Can't say enough about Chaka Khan and Rufus man. They were on top 40 funk radio. You name it. They were on it and uh, really man stuck in my head forever. Chaka Khan. Just as I was getting set to go to college, the Wilson Sisters featuring this amazing voice, Ann Wilson. Sure, they sang together, but it was Annie. Dreamboat Annie. And that's where it started for me and millions of other people. When you were talking about Debbie Harry, I thought you were going to go Patty Smith. Her vocals and her style. Inside punk. Also distinctive and different in the same way that Debbie and, and Blondie was.
4: Let it know.
0: think of Carol King, and I automatically also think of Carly Simon. And there's a reason for that. Amazing in the fabric of the 70s, the music, the albums that she made.
3: You say we soar like two birds through the clouds, but soon you cage me on your shelf.
0: And I'll mention Dionne Warwick for my mom, because she loved her. Her music, her voice, and her style, even now, is grand. And those are my honorable mentions, bro Hane. What you got?
1: Anna Nancy Wilson, Hart, in the beginning of my rock radio days, was a band that I heard on the regular. Roberta Flack, Gladys Knight, two female musicians that I listened to all the time. Those records were playing in our house. Joni Mitchell of course, Olivia Newton-John, Aretha Franklin, Carly Simon without a doubt, Shaka and Rufus, Dolly Parton too. Oh and like Crystal Gale and some of those country singers were part of our house too.
3: Don't it make my brown eyes, don't it make my brown eyes, don't it make my brown eyes blue.
0: You know in those days not unlike the grammys that just happened here in 2024 the women can take over a thing the categories and the awards and the number of new women making their voices heard and felt really impressive man tells you music's not going anywhere we just got to go with the flow bro you got that right another fun episode of five favorites it's unusual to have it be like right between our picks but that happens too Feel free to chime in with your five favorites at imbalancedhistory at gmail.com. That's our inbox, always open. Don't be afraid. Don't forget to tag us and find us on social media. Just search imbalanced history wherever you're on your social media platforms out there in the universe. Till the next time that we crack the mics here at Dark Doc Media, signing off for this episode of Five Favorites, I'm Ray Kub. I'm Marcus Goldman, and this is The Imbalanced History
1: of Rock and Roll.
2: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football